ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930 present The Drive. It is Wednesday, April 5th. Your drive, it's beginning right now on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. My name is Paul Swan. I am going to be your host for this next hour. We're going to get you home safely, of course, with the best Marshall sports talk around. And we open up the show to you at 304-396-TALK, 304-396-8255. And we'll take those texts here in the next few minutes. we got a lot to get into today. Baseball in action in the Capitol coming up tonight at 6 o'clock. The Herd taking on 24th ranked West Virginia. That should be a good one. Marshall played them well last time in Morgantown. Now that this is in sort of a, a sort of a neutral location, let's see how the herd manages tonight. Six o'clock coming up tonight from GoMart Ballpark, and then softball's on the road. We'll talk more about that. The Thundering Herd with a program record 21 game win streak. Got to keep talking about that. 21 games in a row, seven and zero in the Sun Belt. Cannot overlook all of that, and. Already, weather has impacted the game on Thursday. Marshall and Louisiana Monroe, Marshall's on the road, has been moved to 4 p.m. for Thursday due to weather. So weather is going to be a factor today. Speaking of weather, the series finale between the Cincinnati Reds and the Chicago Cubs over in Great American Ballpark postponed because of rain. There was a one-hour and 43-minute delay. But if you were looking for some baseball action on your radio dial, don't worry. We've got you covered always on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. Pittsburgh Pirates get the series sweep of the Boston Red Sox. Mitch Keller pitched seven innings with seven strikeouts, gave up one earned run. The Pirates swept the Red Sox and improved to 4-2 and two in the early part of the season. And already the Pirates fans in this very office – it's multiplied since. It's sort of how you get a job here now. If you want to get employment at Kendrick Communications, you roll in wearing some Pittsburgh Pirates polo shirt, some sort of garb that has Pirates, that color scheme. You want to wear the uh, the Pirate color scheme, you will get hired. It actually happened. It actually happened. I'm not saying that I don't bring in qualified interns. I, I try to bring in really qualified people to intern on this program. And we hired an intern. And I think based on, not necessarily performance on this show, but based on wardrobe, because the kid came in in Pirates gear every single day. And management likes the Pirates here. So we hired the kid. And now they're happy. 4-1 win over Boston. Even the resident Yankees fan in the office is happy. to. Oh, it was Boston. Of course he's happy. So um, the Pirates are off tomorrow. We'll have all those games coming up here on your radio dial, ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. So want to get the text line open for you now. Get that rolling. We'll talk baseball. We'll talk softball. Of course we're going to do that. Um We'll talk a little NCAA basketball. The ratings are in. We'll tell you how that did on CBS. But the transfer portal, I really want to get into with you. Micah Hanlogden announcing earlier 
that he is now in the transfer portal. So that's a blow, losing the Sunbelt Conference Freshman of the Year. He's got a list. He has a top eight list. And there are no Sunbelt schools on this top eight list. There are no MAC schools on this top eight list. There are no Conference USA schools on this top eight list. No one out of Conference USA making the cut. No one out of the Mountain West making the cut. No, there are some big boy programs, big boy schools on this list. So we're going to go over this. I haven't seen this much buzz generated from a Marshall basketball player in a while. Now, Tavion's exception. Tavion excluded because people were talking about Tavion up until even yesterday. People were talking about Tavion. Of course, Tavion declaring himself for the NBA draft. We knew that was happening. He did that yesterday. But the buzz was different because the buzz was, hey, what a great player this guy is. He could be an NBA player in the future. That was the buzz there. But with Micah Han Logden, the buzz is which school is going to get him. That says something. That's a lot of buzz being generated. Now, of course, yeah, you would rather just have this kid here. Right, Huntington? Playing for Dan? But there are a lot of schools looking at him. So we're going to go over the list for you. And, of course, at the same time, get your text in 304-396-TALK, 304-396-8255. Let's go to our text line. we got our early text in. Let's go to that first before we hit our commercial break. A texter writes in and says that they are optimistic, but they firmly believe Kenzie has a legitimate shot to get picked in the NBA draft. And um, also, uh, sort of a PSA from the texter. We hadn't talked about it yet, but we'll do it now. Lastly, if anyone is wondering, Saturday's Marshall football practice is open to current Big Green members and season ticket holders. Go herd. Yeah, so if you're interested in practice, you can, if you are a, uh, a season ticket holder, you're a Big Green member, if you got your paperwork all current, everything's good. You can go and get a, a sneak peek at practice, check in on the herd if you're not doing anything on Saturday. So uh, that's pretty cool. I like opportunities like this. Um, I'm not a big fan. I've never been a big fan of just opening up practice all the time. And, and now some of you will take issue with that. You want to see the herd. Football, basketball, all of that. Yeah, you know, I, I get that. You just want to you want to do as much as you possibly can. But I've never been too keen on just opening practice up for anybody. Just anybody can come in and practice. I think practice is business. Practice should be fun, but at the same time, yeah, you know, you're there to take care of business. I don't like distractions. Hey, that's just me. That's just me. And at the same time, it just depends on the coach also because coaches can be really super paranoid. I'm not implying any current coach at Marshall is that way, but practices are sometimes very secretive because as if something now can be gleaned from this and that's going to come back and hurt the hurt later because somebody saw something and – week number two of spring practice so there's an opportunity for you so if you've got something um 
get something to do on Saturday and you can swing by Jones E. Edwards Stadium for a little bit as well, you can make it a full trip. So we'll get some more of your text in. We'll do that. 304-396-TALK, 304-396-8255. Let's go over this list when we continue. Where do you think Micah Han Logden is going to end up? There are eight schools, top eight list. He could be ending up at one of these schools. We'll tell you which schools he's looking at. Of course, that means these schools have looked at him as well. We'll get more of your text in. We'll get you caught up on what's happening with Marshall Baseball, softball. That's coming up as well when we continue on this edition of The Drive, ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. This is The Drive with Paul Swan on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. Welcome back to the Wednesday, April 5th edition, The Drive on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. Our text line is 304-396-TALK. That's 304-396-8255. Mike Hand logged in, generating a lot of buzz ever since he made it known that he was not returning to the Marshall Thundering Herd. He is entering himself into the transfer portal, and there's a list now. We know he has a top list, eight schools that are on that list. I don't know if... That can change any moment. That that'll get narrowed down, or if there's going to be an addition to it. But uh, he's been um, making the rounds, and a lot of the recruiting websites and recruiting media that get into the ins and outs of, of where players are going and all of that. That that is where Micah is making the rounds right now. And so he said he had a top eight list. So the list is Arkansas. That's on the list. What do you think? Mikey Han Logden playing for the Arkansas Razorbacks. Then there's Auburn. Okay, I can see that. How about Florida? Florida's pretty good, right? Florida's got history. Then there's Georgia. Georgia might be an interesting choice. What about Indiana? Rich history of basketball. I thought Indiana was going to go a little further than, than the Hoosiers did in the tournament, but Indiana's right up there. How about Missouri? Could you see Micah Han Logden at Missouri? And then there's North Carolina State in the mix, and there's Virginia in the mix. So there are a lot of SEC programs looking at Micah Han Logden. Could you see... Georgia as a landing spot for Micah Hanlog. How about that? That would be interesting. Or, you know what? I'm interested in, in Indiana, but I've seen some chatter that maybe Missouri, it could be Missouri the best fit. But those are interesting 
programs. Interesting destination for a kid that won the Freshman of the Year Award in the Sun Belt as Marshall was just one regular season victory away from claiming the Sun Belt regular season championship. And, of course, unfortunately, Marshall was unable to win in the conference tournament. There was not an NIT bid offered, so Marshall decided as a program not to accept any bid lower than an NIT invitation. So no postseason, and then here he is. Just recently, making it known, you know what? I think I'm going to go out into the transfer portal. And a lot of you have said that it's it's name, image, and likeness. Do you really think it's name, image, and likeness? You think it's name, image, and likeness that he wants to get that fast money and be done? Like, okay, I've got I've got my name built up a little bit here. I've got some some opportunities here. I don't think I can make anything really with Marshall. So I'm going to go into the portal, and it's going to be name, image, and likeness money coming my way, right? Do you really think that that's that's where we're at here with this? Or do you think you you want to go to a program where you can showcase your talents on a – higher level, you want to go to a program where you can be seen, be a little bit more visible. Maybe you want to try to develop more. And I'm looking at some of these um, recruiting sites talking about which school might be the best fit for Micah and just get, listening to uh, some of the uh, the media, the, the reporters that cover these beats and trying to see which school it could be the best fit for Micah. But that might be the real reason. I don't think it's necessarily name, image, and likeness. I don't think it's just, okay, we're going to cut you a check, whatever entity that might be, so you'll come to our school. I mean, yes, there are going to be bigger opportunities for him at all these schools. Let's be honest. All these schools have greater opportunities than playing for the Marshall Thundering Herd right now. All of these schools. More opportunities. Yes, there will be name, image, and likeness opportunities. You think that right now Marshall can compete with Arkansas, Virginia, Missouri, Indiana, Georgia, Auburn, Florida, or North Carolina State? No. Not when it comes to revenue and resources? Of course not. And that's where it comes down to Okay, Marshall's got to do the very best it can to develop the program, be a a strong mid-major, because we saw what the transfer portal can do. We've seen mid-majors come out of nowhere. Anybody want to talk about FAU for a minute? FAU making it to the Final Four? That's something Marshall's never been able to do. Could Marshall do that in the future? Some of you already have told me you can't recruit to Huntington the way you can to FAU. Well, maybe. I'll put the sandy shores of the Ohio River up against any place, anytime, anywhere. It's beautiful on the Ohio River. Our text line is 304-396-TALK, 304-396-8255. So it's pretty good choices, right? Those are some opportunities there for him. 
I mean, Florida's talking to him. Georgia's talking to him. North Carolina State's talking to him. I haven't seen this much buzz in a while. He's generating more buzz for himself now as being a player available in the transfer portal than he might over the next two or three years being a player at Marshall University playing in the Sun Belt. Because what if he gets into a situation in the program where, okay, he can he can develop, become a better player, and at the same time he's at a higher-profile program. Uh, people are going to talk about him a little bit more, depending on what his aspirations and goals are. Should you be able to reach your dreams Sure, you should be able to if you can if you can put the work in, and this will give you a leg up. Obviously, and, and I hate talking about it though because you know, are we're not talking about it on the other side. That's that's the thing. There's really not that buzz, and I'm sure we're going to see kids come in, be looked at in the transfer portal, and, and we'll get some news you know, eventually. Yeah, we'll get something a little bit more concrete past the, the Twitter and the message board feeds. We'll get something a little bit more concrete, obviously. But at the same time, you know, you're not seeing this kind of buzz. Yeah, Marshall's looking at this player. Yeah, that's not being generated. It's Florida looking at Marshall player Michael Han, Micah Hanlongan. You get my point? I mean, the one story yeah, that I saw earlier today um, – SEC programs are locking in on Marshall transfer Micah Hanlogden. Those are the um, those are the headlines I'm seeing. Our text line three zero four three nine six talk three zero four three nine six eight two five five. Texter says I can see Virginia for Micah just because of the program's defensive identity, and we know how intimidating Michael is. Micah is defensively. Get him in the weight room. Get him developed a little bit more. That'd be an interesting fit. And then he would be on a, a grander stage than here at Marshall. So I can see that. You know, Virginia's not that far away either. It just depends on what system fits the best, how he feels that he's going to be developed. Now, you don't want to transfer just to sit on the bench. Sure, you're, you'll be at Florida. You'll be at Georgia. You'll be at Arkansas, you don't transfer, just sit on the bench. You want to go somewhere where you can play, where you can develop, and you can be seen. You don't want to sit on the bench unless it's your only option. Your only option to be on a team is you're sitting on the bench. You're keeping the bench warm, and you get some token playing time. Our text line, once again, 304-396-TALK, 304-396-8255. My name is Paul Swan. This is The Drive on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. This is The Drive with Paul Swan on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. Back on the Wednesday, April 5th edition, The Drive on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. My name is Paul Swan. Our text line is open. It's easy for me to say. Text line is open. 304-396-TALK. 304-396-8255. A 
Marshall Thundering Herd and the West Virginia Mountaineers. Here at Gomart Ballpark in the capital. First pitch tonight, 6 o'clock. Marshall entering the game, 13-12, and 4-5 and five in Sunbelt play. And looking to build on their recent series victory against ULM last weekend. Thundering Herd were able to take the series by winning the first and last game of the weekend. On the other hand, West Virginia coming into the game with a really good record, 21-7. and Ranked 24th in the country. Coming off a series victory against Kansas State last weekend. Won two out of three games there. And both teams, of course, are, are looking to kind of carry over some momentum here. I think West Virginia's been playing some of the best baseball it's played in a long while. Marshall, I think Marshall's a lot better than I thought this team might be before uh, everything got ba- back into place, to be honest with you. I mean, 13 and 12, 4 and 5 in league play. That's all right. Where this program is right now, that's all right. I'll take that. That's not terrible. So that's happening tonight. We got good weather. If Charleston weather is anything like Huntington weather, we're going to be okay for this one tonight. Hopefully they'll get this in with the rain hits. So this should be a good one. And, again, that's coming up tonight, 6 o'clock. Uh, I like how the Thundering Herd Athletic Department trying to get students involved. I saw there was a bus going up. That should happen. That shouldn't be just a Marshall plays WVU thing. That should be there should be a bus available for every game. Try to bus fans and students up, especially the students. Now, if students don't take advantage of it, then by all means, I wouldn't have it. But I would put it out there. Try to get the students involved. Point to them how fun it would be at the ballpark and see what happens. I did a bus as a student. I did the, um, there was a bus to EKU. Marshall went on the road in football to play EKU. And I think student government did that bus trip. I did that as a student. And that was fun. That was super fun. Got the bus trip. I got a a ticket to the game. That was fun. Hopefully Marshall can do more of that. Softball, we're not taking a bus to see Marshall and uh, ULM. We're not doing that. Herd's got a three-game series against the Warhawks. Marshall, 21-game win streak, 7-0 in Sunbelt play, leading the conference and ranking in the top five in the nation in batting average, on-base percentage, stolen bases, slugging percentage. And Sidney Nestor is leading the way in earn-run average, shutouts, and strikeouts. Don't forget Junior Autumn Owen leading the country with 16 home runs and 57 RBI. And this is going to be a fun one. First time that these two teams will um, will face off uh, in the Pelican State. Um, so never played each other in softball. Should be a fun one. And the game time has been moved. For those of you trying to follow this on, um, I think it's ESPN Plus is going to have this. Moved to 4 p.m. for the Thursday game because of, of weather. Inclement weather. The always dreaded inclement weather phrase. So that's what we got for the um, for the next few days. So we got baseball 
taking on the Mountaineers and then um, more action this week in, in the capital city and then softball on the road taking on ULM. So it should be a fun few days for Marshall softball and baseball. But, you know, with Marshall playing in Charleston, I mean, here's an opportunity, again, to uh, go up and take in a few herd games before the – Thundering Herd finally has a home field, a home stadium that we can all pile into. And speaking of that, Marshall's got the brick campaign now posted on the website, herdzone.com. I've asked, not yet gotten a reply, but I have asked for sort of like a, give me a one sheet here. Give me something simple I can tell people. And the Brick campaign is, I think it starts at $195. And then your prices go up. Pulling it up now. And the sizes get bigger as your Brick donation gets bigger. So there's a price point for for a lot of people you go to herdbricks.com that's that's the website they're going to direct you to herdbricks.com so you go to herdbricks.com and while I'm 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 getting the prices here it's going to be matched there's going to be a match $500,000 will be matched And Marshall Baseball, as if they're listening to me, just tweeted that out. So they tweeted out the Herd Bricks link. You go to that link. And how much do you want to spend? So if you spend, you can get a 4 by 8 brick package starting at $195. Get three lines. And you can get a replica as well. You, you have to pay extra. You can get a replica for 70 So the first brick is 195 You get a replica for $70, additional replica. And you can also buy a display case, which has the Marshall logo, for $65. That's to get you, um, that's to get you started. So four by eight, you can have um, 16 characters per line, and it goes up in size. Now, if you want to go up in size, eight by eight is $345, and you get six lines. So you get six lines to try to get your message in. If you want to go up even more, you want to be like really fancy with it. You can do a logo brick package. And it's the Marshall logo, the Herd M on there. And you get four lines with the logo. $395. Now, you want to go up and get the premiums, right? You want to get the um, 
You only get the fancy bricks. Premium brick package. Four by eight. Two hundred and ninety-five dollars. And this is the higher quality material. And then it goes up even more. 445 for the 8x8. Get six lines. And then the premium logo is 495 And then there's a 12x12 12 12 premium logo package. $2,500. Herdbricks.com. So you can get your brick. So for the... Let's call it the premium brick selections. Um, the premium bricks and premium replicas will be produced on granite material, while 12 by 12 premium bricks will include a 12 by 12 black frame replica tile. Each installed brick includes one complimentary keepsake replica. The regular one, material color is pre-selected and not available for uh, individual selections. All replicas will be produced on the tan material, while installed bricks will be produced on either green or tan material based on architectural design. And each installed brick includes one complimentary keepsake replica. If I'm understanding that correctly. So there you go. Um... You get a certificate of recognition free with any brick purchase. So you can get your brick. You can get a display case if you want for this thing. You can get an additional replica. You can get a certificate. And up to $500,000 purchases. If Marshall can get up to $500,000 raised from these purchases, that's going to get matched up to $500,000. We'll hopefully have someone with us on the show soon to explain a little bit more about where these bricks go, where you can see them, how they're going to be incorporated into the final build. Because you want to buy a brick, you want to go, you want to go look at your brick. Right? Where can I go look at my brick? I want to go see my brick in this stadium. So where can I go look at my brick? I'm going to try. I can't guarantee I can get one right now. I I want to do one. I can't guarantee I can afford one right now. I hope that I can. If you can and you love Marshall baseball, this might be a cool thing to do. To get the brick. And depending on how much you are willing to spend or how much that you have uh, available, you, know, you can get something really fancy, get, get one of the, the premium bricks, or you can just get a simple brick. I don't think anyone's going to um, you know, have a problem with uh, a multitude of people just getting the simple bricks. And if you want to get the really pricey ones, you can do that as well. So we'll try to get someone on from Marshall to talk a little bit more about where these things are going to be, how it's going to be incorporated into the design, give you a little bit more of a, an idea of what you're getting for your money and uh, how that's going to uh, be displayed. Because, again, you, you want to get your brick, but you want to be able to – I don't want to have to go looking for my brick. 
I want it somewhere where I can see my brick. If I get a brick, I want someone to be able to see my brick. 304-396-TALK, 304-396-8255. More coming up. This is The Drive on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. We're taking Paul Swan everywhere. Download or subscribe to The Drive with Paul Swan on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. We're wrapping up today's edition of The Drive for Wednesday, April 5th, 2023. I'm your host, Paul Swan. Our text line's still open, 304-396-TALK, 304-396-8255. So we all watched the national championship game, right? We were all there. San Diego State, UConn, we were all watching. And it ended up being the lowest-viewed final on record, according to the report that came out today. So, UConn wins. I really wasn't that impressed with the game. I mean, it was okay. It was an okay game, but it wasn't the way I wanted this NCAA tournament to finish. It wasn't exciting. It wasn't thrilling. I I was done by halftime with this thing. So, UConn wins 76-59. It averaged 14.69 million viewers on CBS. The previous low was 15.99 million viewers in 2018 when Villanova beat Michigan. That was on TBS. Just for comparison, UConn's 2004 victory over Georgia Tech, which averaged 17.9, I'm sorry, 17.09 million was the lowest on CBS until Monday night. So UConn, believe it or not, lowest viewed game for CBS until being the lowest viewed game for CBS. Now, don't forget CBS and TBS began alternating Final Fours 2016 and for what it's worth Monday's game was still the most watched program on television that evening and the most watched basketball game college or pro since Kansas defeated North Carolina and last year's national championship game so you can say nobody's watching college basketball but the NCAA championship still viewed more than any other college or pro game since the game last year for the national championship between Kansas and North Carolina. For comparison, the women's NCAA championship game set a record Sunday when LSU beat Iowa 102 to 85 with 9.9 million viewers on ABC and on ESPN2. This year's men's tournament averaged 9.55 million. That's down 7% from last year, but up 4% from 2021. The first round on March 16th, 17th averaged 9.2 million, a record for the most watched round of 64. What do you think that is? What do you think that's down for? Was it the matchups? Is it the fact that 
some of the games are just inconvenient time. What what what's the reason for that? Were you just interested in other things? I thought it was an exciting first few days, to be honest with you. There were some compelling storylines. There were some compelling matchups. You know, I like upsets, but do we say we like upsets and then are we really watching upsets? I think we're watching more for storylines. We're looking for what's compelling about this matchup because, uh, let's be honest, raise your hand. How many people really were all about FAU? Excited that FAU was in the Final Four, other than, hey, here's a disruptive force in the NCAA tournament. I think more people were happy that San Diego State was there, won against FAU. Then you got UConn and Miami on the other side. We didn't have the traditionals. UK was out early in this tournament from a local perspective. West Virginia was out early in this tournament from a local perspective. So, what was it that maybe made people tune out a little bit more? Of course, you know, Monday, it still was the most watched program on television. And it still outdrew any pro or college game on TV since last year's championship game. So I'd be interested to see how the NBA Finals do in comparison. Because I really haven't felt the butt I, again. Maybe it's just me. I haven't felt the buzz on the NBA for a while. Maybe now that NCAA is finally over, we can ramp that up. Uh, baseball, I'm feeling a little bit buzzed there. I think people are actually liking the fact that the games are a little faster, a little snappy, getting in and out. doesn't feel like it's um, you know rushed, but at the same time there's a little flow to it. I think people are liking that a little bit more, the pitch count. I like that, the clock. Shot clocks are good for basketball. It revolutionized the game. Maybe baseball is finally here in the 21st century. I don't know. Don't forget, Pirates baseball off tomorrow here on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. So we're going to be back for the Thursday show. Then the Pirates home opener on Friday. That's going to be an afternoon, mid-evening broadcast. So we won't have a show on Friday, but we'll be back here on Thursday for another edition. Don't forget, you can find me on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you get your podcast. Also on Twitter. I appreciate everyone who has uh, followed me and has uh, been a part of Twitter for me, especially these last few days. You can find me at Paul Swan. And, of course, on Facebook, just do a search for The Drive with Paul Swan. Looking forward to hearing from all of you. And uh, we'll be back here tomorrow. Don't, don't worry. We'll be back here tomorrow. We'll do it all over again. And uh, then we'll get you set for the uh, rest of the weekend. But don't forget, Marshall taking on West Virginia. That's coming up. That's going to be on ESPN Plus, uh, 6 o'clock. So straight up 6 o'clock, uh, the Thundering Herd and the Mountaineers. And for those of you who maybe would like something a little different tonight, we have got NHL hockey from Sports USA Radio coming up. The Rangers are in action, uh, taking on Tampa Bay uh, as we get closer to the playoffs. And we'll have that on one or both of our Kindred Communications sports platforms as the uh, NBA Finals and the NBA Playoffs are getting ready soon and the Stanley Cup Finals and Playoffs are coming up soon. We got baseball. It's a good, good time. We got a lot of good sports still to come. Thanks for tuning in. 
Once again, I'm your host, Paul Swan. This has been The Drive on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930.